Ladies and gentlemen, not with a bang, but with a whimper, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> you make of it as you will. Okay. Give me the Give the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Finished. Finished. Dark. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Good day, everybody. Hello. Hey. hello, 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 hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm a Philip Hunting, and welcome, welcome to, to a, a podcast, podcast called Friend. Now in stereo. Now in stereo <laughs> surround sound. <laughs> now I'm over here. And now I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Yes, hello. How, how are you? Not too bad. It's been a been a week or two. It has. What's what's news? What's going on? Tell um, tell the people. Well, uh, not a lot. Uh, I've been doing a bit of uh, writing, a bit of filming. Yes. Got another um, uh, um, bit of filming done. It's exciting. Uh, it's very exciting. Very, very exciting. exciting indeed. Yes. And um, no, sorry, I'm just sort of trying to have a think. It's just yeah, it's just been. Just been busy with life, like you know, uh, uh, birthdays and. It's been a busy, been a busy uh, month, hasn't it? That it has. That it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about yourself, Kendall? How about myself? Well. 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 Um, I mean, at the time of recording, we just finished watching Avengers Endgame. Yes. Phil's first time. Yes. My fourth time. <laughs> it's I'm I'm helping get them past Avatar people. Yes. Every every uh, that's dollar it. That's it. I'm giving them is is get, making a huge contribution. Um, no, so we'll you know have a little chat about Endgame, so we, Phil can give his thoughts later on. So I'm feeling very fresh and raw and emotional, <laughs> but it's okay. It's fine. We're 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 good. We're good to go. Um, but apart from that, yes, I've had a really good week last week. Um, went to a party, dressed up as Daria. That was very nice. That was pretty cool. Um, went to the footy. Wasn't as cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So we were basically neck and neck mm-hmm. the first three quarters, and Kilda were against Collingwood. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, we probably weren't well, going to start or the end of the season. We, uh, we're approaching halfway. Okay. Uh, and I was just, you know, uh, cautiously optimistic because, you know, uh, uh, I, I didn't think I didn't think we were going to win. And I and as a St Kilda fan, that's the usual mentality <laughs> to have. Uh, set expectations low, and you won't be disappointed. But um, then, yeah, good it, until you know your team decides to like, oh, all right, you know. We'll play like we're playing like shit. Collingwood's also playing like shit. This will be an interesting game, <laughs> and it was you know entertaining and stressful, but entertaining nonetheless. And then in the last quarter, we just decided not to even bother trying, or just turn up. Yep. Really, yep. just made me think of the 2010 repeat, the grand final, when we 
did the same thing um, <laughs> against the same side. Um, so that's fun. But um, I had a really good day anyway, apart from that. It was a good experience. The wonderful Christina and myself went because she's a Collingwood supporter. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a ride home. No, no, <laughs> we, we were fine. We're good. We're both good sports. So um, next time, hopefully, the, the, the tables will turn um, and it'll be on our home turf because we're at the yep. M- we're at the MCG and that is not St Kilda's home ground that is Collingwood's home ground St Kilda's home ground happily I am happily able to say it's Marvel Stadium <laughs> nice, yeah. um, so that makes me very happy but uh yeah maybe next year um and yeah we you know we had a really lovely day together it was awesome I couldn't give a shit about football <laughs> or any other sport what? It's all bollocks. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about politics. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, shall we segue into so a brief... you had a loss and I feel Australia uh, had a loss. Literally, I... You know what? I When I got home Saturday night, mm. I... And realised, you know, that, you know, the... Evil had triumphed, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I put up a GIF online on Tumblr. Uh, it was The caption was me at Australia right now, and it was just a GIF of Loki from Ragnarok saying, you had one job. Yeah. Um, I've had nearly 250 responses <laughs> to that post, which yeah. is... I'm like, oh, I made a political slash pop culture reference, and... Now I'm popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's weird. And yeah, not not great. Not for a great reason. Phil, do you want to <sighs> just do you have do you have, do you have a quick sound yeah, sound quick bite? Summary. So for those overseas, Australia had an election. Like all elections, it was an important one. Um, Labor, according to the polls, was set to win it. Fairly easily, and they lost. I won't say by a landslide, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and I just give up because as far as I'm concerned, okay, oh, both parties are exactly the same. Well, bullshit. The, the only similarity that both parties have is that they both like to talk a big game and do nothing. So at least Labour's nothing was going to be good for, um, you know, majority of Australians and... The uh, the environment and education and health mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and services mm-hmm. and yep. you know all, you know all the stuff. Whereas liberals, nothing is going to affect uh, those on welfare. Is going to affect negatively those with pensions, um, and yep. is going to just yep. uh, put a lot of money into the back pockets of. The rich. Yep. And Which is really not what we need. Yeah. So it's just bad. Fuck it. If that's what you want, Australia, then let it burn. Well, it's what Queensland wanted anyway. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, Victoria uh, wasn't much better. We had a oh, massive really? we had a massive swing to the right. That's so weird. Yeah. We're meant to be the most progressive uh, yeah, uh, state. S- state. Yeah. Mind you, we still voted Greens in, in Melbourne, but that was Melbourne. Everywhere yeah. else was Fairly right wing. Well, I'm proud to say my hometown uh, swung more left. Nice. And went a bit more Labour Greens. Nice, nice. Ben, that's Bendigo, Victoria. Well, um, well done, guys. <laughs> and one 
very exciting thing is that it looks like the Greens may hold the Senate. Yes. Which essentially, I am the Senate. <laughs> um, I've seen the meet that meme. It's, uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's um, yes. uh, liberals. Now we get to destroy um, the country. We can get anything through the Senate. And that it's uh, Richard Nadali, the leader of this Greens, like going, um. I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with the Greens holding the, the Senate, it's sort of a conservative right wing. And let's be honest, liberals have become a lot more right wing. Yes, having they the have. Having heads against an extreme fairly extreme left wing progressive left so the thing i mourn the most about politics (laughs) is simply parties being able to work with each other i'm not saying that you have to agree on everything but i'm saying stop with this oh labor's wrong liberals wrong this is labor's fault and liberals are good at this oh this is labor's fault well they haven't been in power for how long? You can't blame everything on Rudd and Gillard. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. It's your fault after a while. So, start going, okay, how am I going to work with you guys instead of against you guys? But no, it's us or them. And, uh, fuck. <laughs> Get us mm. into the news. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying. I nearly spat my coffee everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yes. And that's been... The the political portion of this month's Party pol- quota politics. for yeah blah. This, year's, this year's quota anyway <laughs> yes okay let's move on uh, into the nerdy news this is the news the nerdy news the nerds that talk about the nerdy news that is us who talk about the news that is nerdy and now the queen of nerdydom the hostess with most s. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, guys. Uh, We've got a lot to get into, so without any further ado, here we go. Um, Starting with a very sad uh, death to report, Um, but, you know, it's it's always nice when you see it's someone that's lived an incredibly wonderful and long life. Um, the legendary Doris Day passed away last week um, at the age of 97. Good on it. Which is just That's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I am ashamed to say I've never seen a Doris Day movie. Um, you know, only really know her for, you know, Que Sera Sera and, you know, those songs that she did that were so mm, so mm. wonderful, you know. Um, but, um yeah, she was Oscar nominated, never won, um, for the movie Pillow Talk with Rock. Always a bridesmaid. With Rock, yeah, <laughs> with Rock Hudson. Um, of course, Calamity Jane is probably one of her yep. mo- most memorable performances. Love me or leave me. Love her come back. You know, just she was one of the bright golden stars in the golden age of Hollywood. Um, in the 50s and 60s. So um, very sad to see her go. One of the last, I think, two mm. from that era left. Um, so, yes, she will definitely, definitely be missed. Um, and then just, you know, I don't like it when bad things happen to good animals. Um, uh. Uh, or even if, you know, they're angry ones. But um, we lost Grumpy Cat last week yeah. too, which is super sad. And he, w- he she, I've, I've, 
apologies if forget. Grumpy Cat was only seven years old, too. So very young um, for a cat. Um, mm. And, yeah, very sad to see that um, Grumpy Cat could not survive the um, the urinary tract infection um, oh. that took oh. took hold of the poor thing. And, yeah, very, 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 very sad. Um, so Grumpy Cat, thank you for being so adorably angry. Thanks for the memes. I was literally about to say thanks for the memes. Yes. <laughs> so th- thanks, Phil. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no. Thunder. You're not stealing my thunder. You, this is a team effort. <laughs> We're stealing each other's thunder. It's fine. <laughs> yep. It's totally fine. Um, but yes, you will be missed, Grumpy Cat, as well. Um, all right, into the rest of the news then, starting with, um, and Wayne, if you're listening, you'll appreciate this. We're going to start with some DC news for Ooh. once. Because we have the big, big story, of course, and that is the fact that Robert Pattinson is the new Batman. Yeah. Um, that was Batman. That was meant to be Batman. That was meant to be Batman. That was meant to be Batman. <laughs> oh, was, was that supposed to be the... Yeah. Yep, yep, gotcha. Oh, that one. Oh, yep, the Danny Elfman thing. Yeah, yeah. Burton's Batman. Love it. I misheard it completely the first oh, time you did enough. it. That's all right. We'll crack on. <laughs> um, yes, so Robert Patton- Pattinson is going to be Batman, um, and the internet is clearly not happy because, you know, every time they look at him, they still think of Edward Cullen, which is, yeah. you know, is going to happen when you play a character for, you know, f- four or five years that it was a huge franchise at the time. Um and huge mark on pop culture, obviously, and, um, yeah. Unfortunately, the general cinema-going public like to judge actors uh, or typecast them um, based on one performance or one character or, or one whatever. Um, so I'm a little, you know, I'm totally fine with him because he's actually a really good actor if you you know. He's fine in Twilight as well. I mean, you know, say what you will about Twilight. There are much, much worse things in the world than fucking Twilight. Mm-hmm. So everyone just... Su- calm your farm. Calm your farm, please. Remember what everyone said about Heath Ledger playing the Joker. And then look what happened with that. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, this is, of course, Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman uh, movie. It will be released in 2021. Um, looks like it's going to be either a... Separate universe, standalone universe from the DCEU, or it's just a reboot of the whole thing. I, they, We don't know any fine details. What we do know brings me to my next point in the news, and that is the fact that the, the Batman film will uh, include up to six villains, mm. apparently, uh, which has me feeling mixed things. Mm. But uh, some of the villains we could be getting in this, fir- just in this one movie, could be even Penguin Riddler. And Catwoman. Ooh. Yeah, some of the big, big hitters. Um, I'm Yes, I'm very cautious just because of how, you know, uh, overstuffing a film with villains work has worked for other mm. franchises in the past. Yeah. Um, it doesn't always go according to plan, but, you know, if, for example, the wonderful Marvel Cinematic Universe can, can fit, like, 50 characters, heroes in one, you know, yeah. in one film and make it cohesive and, yeah. and work, then I'm sure they can find a way to... DC, <laughs> DC can find a way to do it with the bad guys. 
Um, hopefully, at least, because I'm really excited to see what Robert, Robert Pattinson will do with, uh, with Batman. Um, okay, moving into some Marvel news now. This was really interesting and cool this week. Um, Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios president, um, said he did a Reddit AMA. And he said, one of, uh, and in answer to one of the many questions he got, um, and this was the, the most notable response, was that uh, we are going to be getting the actual, real, legit Mandarin in one of the upcoming Ooh. movies. Yep. Um, a lot of fans, especially comic book fans, were a little annoyed um, after Iron Man 3 revealed, uh, you know, that the Mandarin was... You know, yeah, yeah. not the real Mandarin played yeah. by an actor. I thought it was a hilarious twist. I liked it. Um, and you know, and then but then it was kind of alluded to that Guy Pierce's carrier, uh, carrier character, ugh, Guy Pierce's character, um, Aldrich Killian was actually the Mandarin. But then Marvel released a one shot. Um, they used to do these really cool one shots that would be special features on all the Blu-rays. Um, ah. And they, yeah, and there was one called All Hail the King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had Ben Kingsley reprising his role as Trevor Slattery, um, and the the end result of this one shot was basically that you know the real Mandarin does exist, and that he's been a bit uh, annoyed and offended by Trevor's impersonation of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Kevin Feige has said uh, they're planning on bringing the real Mandarin back into. Uh, you know, not back into, like, properly, fully into the MCU. Um, which is also interesting because he's an Iron Man villain. Um, so, and, you know, we're probably not getting any more Iron Man movies, so it'll be interesting to see how things work with that. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm, you know, as I like to say, I'm very excited. Uh, what else do we have? Some Disney casting news. Um, they, I don't know if people are aware, but they are making a, uh, Cruella the, uh, DeVille film, um, called Cruella, live action. Emma Stone, uh, Emma Stone uh, is playing Cruella DeVille and I'm just so on board for that. Uh, Emma Thompson is in talks at the moment to join her in the movie in an undisclosed role. Um, yes, 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 yes. Take my money. I will watch pretty much anything Emma Thompson does because she's wonderful. And Emma Stone is one of my favorites. So this is just going to be glorious. Cannot wait for that. Um, some Star Wars news. Um, so this, this has me a little worried. Me too. Um, so <laughs> we already knew that uh, Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss were going to be... Uh, Writing and directing some Game of uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, they've done that, Kendall. Um, writing and directing some Star Wars movies for uh, Disney down the track. But we got confirmation last week that they will, in fact, be the next slate of movies um, that you know was recently announced. The twenty twenty two, four, and six films um, looks like they're going to be Benioff and Weiss Star Wars. Um, and yeah, and because I, you know, at the time of recording, uh, the, the Game of Thrones finale has happened. The show has finished and I have not had a chance to watch it because I was watching, <laughs> I was watching Endgame, hashtag priorities, hashtag what of it. <laughs> don't care. Don't, um, <laughs> don't at me about this. Um, I'm going to watch it in the morning. It's okay. But I don't know how it ended and I'm hearing bad things. So, uh, 
this is, has me a little bit worried um, for how they're going to take on Star Wars. Mm. But who knows? They're not adapting it from anything, so maybe we'll be okay. Um, that might be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> from what I'm hearing. Maybe. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, but yeah, I've been just hearing that, yeah, this entire season and like maybe the season before and it's just been sort of going downhill because they've got no, nothing to base it off. Well, yeah, they're kind of just spitballing. Mm. And anyway. Who we knows? Shall we shall see. Hopefully, I mean, I like to think and... <sighs> I mean, I trust Kathleen Kennedy to a point because, <laughs> you know, she gave us The Force Awakens uh, uh, yeah. and Rogue One, two, yeah. um, two incredible Star Wars films. Yeah. And, and then, you know, but then she also gave us uh, Last Jedi and, mm-hmm. and Solo, mm-hmm. um, which are okay Star Wars movies. Um, but, and from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. <laughs> well fucking said, Phil. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, who knows? We'll find out. In 2022, yeah. when those movies come out. Well, the first one does anyway. Okay, Pokemon news. Pokemon, Pokemon. Um, Detective Pikachu number two um, is going to be the next film released in the Pokemon franchise. Yep. Uh, I think they did say Detective Pikachu the first was going to be the first film in a, lo- a line of not just straight Pikachu films, but they were going to do a, do a bunch of Pokemon mm. films. Um and, yeah, they've decided they're just going to go straight into Detective Pikachu 2, considering um, the first one has actually been quite a success, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And then they have said that uh, there will be many spin-offs to come mm. after that. So, um, but for those of you who have seen uh, the first, you know, seen Detective Pikachu kind of wraps up very li- nicely, so... Have you ha- seen it? I have. I've yet to see it. It's, you would enjoy it. It's very good. Cool. I'm surprised you haven't gone yet. Yeah, because no, you love you love Pokemon. I do. I do. Just timing. All right, you'll get there. Yeah, you'll make it happen. Well, I only just seen uh, Endgame. Well, so. that's true. That is true. You'll get you'll get around to it eventually. Uh, alrighty, what else do we have here? Uh, Rick and Morty. Oh my God, Rick and Morty news. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. I thought they finished. Nope. So it got renewed for 70 more episodes after season three. Yeah. Uh, and we finally found out when season four will finally be debuting on TV. And that is going to be November this year. Nice. Um, it's been two years almost since the last season, season three, um, aired. So a bit of yeah, a bit yeah, of time between it, drinks. but Nope. Yeah. Nope. It got even more popular. Is it worth me seeing? It's so much fun. Okay. It's weird as shit and and just completely outlandish and hysterical and borderline just morally wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it for some reason it just grabs people and uh, I find it endlessly entertaining. So yeah. it's yeah, it's definitely worth it somewhere. You should. I think as a as a sci fi time travel mm-hmm. aficionado, you would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And alternate realities and all of that jazz. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Uh, what do we have next? Okay. This is a sentence I never thought I'd say. Apparently, comedian Chris Rock uh, wants to make a Saw film. <laughs> um, which is, you know, great. Um, 
because, you know, Danny McBride, who's an actor and comedian, uh, helped come up with the recent Halloween um, reboot last year, which was a success. Um, and, you know, Jordan Peele, who was a comedian, is a comedian, very funny, funny guy, has given us two incredibly thrilling horror films in mm-hmm. Get Out and Us. So, um, you know, mixing the genres does work. Yep. Uh, yeah, he said he's got a he's got a good concept, a good story. Um, so they're going to be writing a script based on what Chris Rock has come up with. <laughs> um, and the original, well, not the original director, I apologize, but the director um, Darren Lynn Bousman, who did um, the last few in the series. Uh, of course, the the sort of film franchise was started by two Melbourne boys, um, James Wan and mm-hmm. Lee Winnell. Um, I love those guys. And, yeah, and so Darren Limbelson will, you know, come back and direct this upcoming one. And then there's now been talks that they're going to, you know, just keep making them. So I'm like, all right, cool. Hopefully it's good. Days of original ideas are over. Yep. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. There's a difference between, I suppose there's a difference between just rebooting or remaking something almost word for word. Yeah. And... Um, making a new something that just happens to be in a the same universe. Yeah, yeah. So there's a difference. To there that. is, but we don't exactly know what the approach of this yeah. is going to be yeah. just yet. Um, it's going to be coming out next year. Uh, the aimed release date is the 23rd of November. Yay! In 2020. Speaking of reboots, the last item. Oh yeah. The last mm. item in the news has a lot of people of our generation, a bit upset and confused and just concerned. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is getting rebooted uh, for Disney+, and it looks like Josh Gad is in talks to um, play the lead, which Mm. would be the Rick Moranis role. Um, It's been so long since I watched that movie, I've forgotten the character's name. But regardless, uh, this is a reboot we don't need. I think. I mean, sure, if they put a fresh take on it, fresh spin, whatever. Yeah, no, but I agree. It's like... I don't know. It's hard because I had someone tell me the other day the reason that reboots are so popular, is, especially with kids' movies, is because, oh, well, kids won't watch the older versions. Well, and this is what I feel is hard for me, is why won't they watch the older stuff? I watched Shite from the 50s. Yeah. The Dr. Doolittle to me is not Eddie Murphy. No, I know. Dr. Doolittle for me is Richard Harrison. Richard Harrison? Rex Harrison. Rex Harrison. I did that last time too, didn't I? <laughs> Probably. Rex Harrison. That's why I'm here. Um, and it's... I just don't understand why they're like, oh, no, but we've got to do this again. Other than money. Other than, oh, look, we can make another movie and make money out of it. But if we're going purely on the argument of because they want to watch it, well, sod it. Though I can't see kids not enjoying. It'd be like someone saying, "Oh, we need to make ET again because uh, it was made in the '80s and kids aren't going to watch it because it's old." Yeah. No, kids will watch it, and kids do enjoy it, watch it and enjoy it. Um, yeah. You know, oh, we got to make four, five Star Wars four, five, and six again because it looks old. Kids don't like the old look. No, kids love it. I yeah, I never had an issue. 
myself with the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. And like, I kind of get it when you start getting into the old black and white stuff and even some of the stuff from the 50s, like I said, Dr. Doolittle, I kind of get it because that was an era where they still hadn't quite worked out movie making. But sort of really from the 70s on, movies follow the same formula even today. Yeah. You know, uh, all the Marvel movies still follow a similar pattern and and can be locked into similar veins as to, say, The Breakfast Club. Um, but not if you try to hit them into something like me, uh, not me, myself, uh, The King and I. Right. In terms of, you know, it's got a, 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 the start, the middle, the end. There's no sort of mu- weird musical interludes. Sure. It, it's, it's storytelling. It's following a particular character. Yeah. Whereas stuff in the 50s, they didn't quite know whether they were making a stage show or a... Yeah, well, there are, you yeah. know, overwhelming amount of stage-like yeah. films. Like, I'm not saying that, that Breakfast Club and the Marvel movies are direct links to each other, but I'm saying... No, I mean, that, I would love that because yeah. I love both of those things. True. Um, <laughs> but they are, in terms of that just basic pattern of, oh, okay, we well, now yeah, know by how the to make 80, a movie. By the 70s and 80s, they'd really, Hollywood had really nailed yeah, the, the, the art form of it. That's for it, sure. That's it. And it hasn't really changed since then. And no. doesn't need to. Yeah, no. Um, and I mean I think the and the the magic the magical part of the original Honey I Shrunk the Kids is just it, we'd never really seen a film like that before and because it was I mean it was yes it was the early 90s so the effects are very dated now but at the time it was so realistic and like the 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 practical effects they used mm. as well Oh, poor Auntie. Yeah. Oh, God, my heart breaks. But, but anyway, yeah. For me, it, it's akin to... It just boils down to akin to the difference between um, the original Ghostbusters and the remake of Ghostbusters. Yes. It has nothing to do with it being different actors, women, etc. And that is to do with, as you just hinted at, you lost the magic. The magic had already been there. You couldn't get that magic again. Yeah, it's like, you know... Lightning strikes. That's it. Lightning in a bottle. That's it. Anyway, Mm. that's enough of that. That's kind of how we feel about a lot of these reboots and remakes, mostly. But hopefully, hopefully, it's good. It's going to be on Disney Plus um, for those who have access to that when that comes out later this year. All right, that's that's the news. That is the news. That is all that was fit to print. Uh, Philip, is there anything else you want to comment on before we move on? I think we're good. We're good. We're great. Great. Which means it's great. Which means oh, actually, one tiny bit of thing, and again, I think it's a little dated now, but it's only because I wasn't in here. Go. Um, So they now have Nintendo. I was speaking last time I was on. Yes. Um, Nintendo are looking at uh, have confirmed that they'll be making. Two different uh, switches. Yes. They've now got some more concrete news for that. Okay, great. Updates are welcome. And the update is that they'll essentially now have three types of switch. Okay. One is a cheaper version. Yep. One is the one that we have now and one is a more expensive version. Yes. And this is the bizarre bit that people can't quite get their heads around. The cheaper version is not really going to be able to be dock-friendly. And the more expensive version is not going to be as portable-friendly. 
Right. Now, the thing that throws people with this is that if you look into certain games, mm-hmm. they've sort of they've sort of worked out that yes, there is a market for people that only use it handheld, and a market for people that only use it um, docked. Docked. But when you really break down all the numbers and come down to the brass tacks, it is almost fifty-fifty as to whether people use it docked or yeah, handheld. right, okay. So it's sort of like if you. You can see a, a, a group of people that only use it one way and a group of people that only use the other. But of those two groups, if you're looking at that as the whole of everyone, it's sort of their 50-50. Yeah. And so you sort of go, okay, well, I understand why you're making a thing for that. But then if you look at the entire picture, mm-hmm. majority of users use it 50-50, either doctor or undocked. Yeah. Nobody's sitting there going, oh, no, I only keep it. Or very few people are going, I only keep it in the dock. Most people are going, yeah, I'll keep it in the dock most of the time unless I'm going out and then I'll take it. So nobody really wants a something that's going to be harder to dock or or, or harder to play handheld. Sure. No so, one's asking for that. Okay, so so what does this mean for these new consoles then? Um, it means, theoretically, that... Um, Nintendo Nintendo have this beautiful way of being able to have this amazing thing. And I won't say fucking it up, but <laughs> definitely they be, get experimental. Sure. And, and that's always a good thing. Yeah. But they get experimental and then they try to double down. And once they start trying to double down and work things out, that's when it starts getting crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, they just seem to be doing it with this. Okay. No one, no one that I've talked to, and again, a small whatever, and I'm, I don't have their millions of dollars of research, but I'll tell you now, no one I've talked to has said that buy the cheaper version. Just sounds like crap. Mm, okay. Um, guess we'll see. Yeah, and with that though, this also correlates with the um, coincides. Sorry, not correlates. Coincides with the. End of production of the 3DS. Yeah, which so, is unbelievable. Yeah, so it looks like they're doing it as a... The Switch will become the new 3DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably what they're trying to do. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully it has like... A, do you think they'll do a backwards compati- compatibility thing? <laughs> they'll with they'll the have new, to. Yeah, I feel like they will. Because the 3DS has been the most successful console. Oh, with the 3DS, probably not. No, you don't think no, so? No, I don't think so. Um, they'll bring that to an end. They'll finally bring that to an end with the idea of it, them saying, oh, well, you've got your 3DS and all these... You Controversial. Can, you can play... Because the thing is, you can generally play all games right back to 2DS, the first DS games, on your 3DS. Yeah, yeah. Um but you won't be able to play 3DS games on, on these newer Switches. On the, on the newer Switches? No, I doubt it. Highly okay. doubt it. They'd All be right. smart to. Do not get me that's, wrong. That's why I'm bringing yeah, it up. But I highly doubt it. Mm. Um, yeah, they're like, we want you to buy the new stuff, guys. Buy the new stuff. Well, the other thing is Nintendo has a partnership with Twitch. Right. Now, so they're looking at this more expensive one maybe being for more hardcore gamers, which might include 4K... And resolution and wow. 
uh, uh, being able to uh, stream directly to Switch, uh, to Twitch. Twitch, yes. Via the uh, Nintendo. Via the Switch. Yeah. There's a there, there's Switch. a there, yep there's yep, a there's, there's a, there. a golden slogan in there we'll, somewhere we'll, we'll or trademark pun. And yep. Pay us, millions. Nintendo. Pay us money, um, please. <laughs> but yeah, look, it's all. It, it sort of it's now out of that hearsay, but still in that hearsay. <laughs> so it's. It's in a weird limbo. It's in a weird limbo. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully next update you have for us, it'll be a bit more concrete. Yeah. But that's it for now. That's it for now. All right. Done. Thank you very much. It's time for the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. All right. We've rolled on up. We're here. Trailer park time. Um... Very small, small-sized trailers yep. today. Um, not much really happened in the world of film trailers in the last week. Um, but one of the cool teasers we got was for Maleficent 2, yes. Mistress of Evil. Dun-dun-dun. Phil, have you seen Maleficent? No. I have. Good. It was a good movie. Awesome. Yes. And this is a very interesting teaser for me um mm-hmm. because i can't really well i could probably spoil it for you if i yes, well, i'm not gonna go see it all right maleficent spoilers <laughs> um coming your way uh basically i mean that one kind of it, it turns the the traditional sleeping beauty story tale on its head and maleficent becomes more of a hero at the end yeah, she yeah. kind of Basically, she kind of sees the error of her ways, ah. sort of, and uh, ends up saving the day. Yeah. Um, the kiss comes from her, not the prince, to ah. wake the Sleeping Beauty. Um, so it's really, it's really very sweet. Um, but so she's, you know, she's good. And at the start of this teaser, we see her, you know, united alongside the, you know, um, Aurora and and the prince and all this stuff. But then, you know, something happened which I didn't catch at all. I don't know if you catch, but some, but. The wonderful Michelle Pfeiffer um, uh, is in this movie, and that makes me very happy, and I know it makes Wayne very mm-hmm. happy. Um, but clearly she and and her, her king did something, and I must have missed it because I'm very tired when we mm. watch this trailer, But um, and then all of a sudden Maleficent's like, I'm going to do an evil thing. And then, and then Aurora's like, what have you done? Yeah. And I was just like, Okay. All right. So we're regressing a little. Mm. Okay. All right. But it looks Remember all that really character good. arc. Yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. Did the Game of Thrones writers get involved? Huh? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> burn. Um, yes. No. Yeah. But needless to say, it looks really good. It doesn't really give too much away. It's very, very good teaser in terms of a Disney trailer because Disney do. Sometimes, with the exception of Avengers movies, mm. they tend to put a lot of in their a lot of stuff in their uh, teasers and their trailers. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for this. Angelina Jolie is a welcome presence on <laughs> any cinema screen everywhere. I love her. Phil, what are you thinking about this movie? Meh. It didn't really do much for me. I haven't seen the first one, so. Would you watch it? Um. I think it's on Stan. <laughs> Um, again, I've no real interest in seeing it. I keep being told by my sister, oh, you got to see Maleficent, got to see it, got to see it. It's really I- interesting. It's really fascinating because I didn't, I, I never realised 
that there was kind of, there was a possibility of more to Maleficent's story yeah, than her just being an evil, you know. I didn't really care for Cinderella in basically. The Sleeping Beauty. See, that's how much. I All right, say. enough said. <laughs> in the words of the great Stanley, enough said. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I, that sucks that you're not excited, but uh, that's that that's what I, it is. I, I'm not not excited. You just nonchalant about nonchalant, this. Nonchalant, yeah. That's just true. like whatever. Hey, it's a movie. It, it just, it enjoy just, it. it exists. I hope ev- you hope everyone yeah, else I enjoys hope it. Hope everyone enjoys it. Who yeah. goes to see it? All right. I hope I enjoy it too. Because <laughs> it looks awesome. Um, so, Maleficent: Mistress of Evil will be released in theaters on the seventeenth of October later this year. Exciting times. Ooh. Okay. All right, and then. The second and final trailer we have for you guys for Trailer Park this week is a TV trailer because we're scraping the barrel. <laughs> um, but I'm glad we scraped the barrel this week because we have the first uh, extended look at the upcoming Batwoman series. <laughs> love it i love it okay yes yeah, so batwoman so this uh is the ruby rose as kate kane um tv series that is connected to all of the arrowverse shows arrow mm-hmm. flash legends of tomorrow and supergirl mm-hmm. on the american network the cw um better dc universe than the DCEU, uh, I've said repeatedly and will continue to say so, and everyone should be watching that instead. Um, this was a really cool trailer. It was cut together expertly well, I felt. Um, very entertaining, stimulating. Um, I'm definitely sold on Ruby Rose as this character now. Like, I loved her in the crossover. She was introduced in the crossover that they did last season. Um and it, that was really, really cool um, because I've always been a bit iffy about her acting because the like when she was in Orange is the New Black, like her character was great, but her performance was a bit shaky for me. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, she's not a, I don't think she's a trained actor anyway. Like yeah. she used to, she used to be a, a, a DJ and um, she had a hosting gig on MTV like 10 years ago here, yeah. here in Australia. And then, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, lucky for her, she's now got a Hollywood career and she's starring in, you know, movies alongside Keanu Reeves and uh, Jason Statham and, you know, it's just, yeah, insane career for her. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and now she, get, now she gets, as a queer woman, she gets to play a queer woman as a superhero nice. on the small screen uh, in the first ever Batwoman TV series. Um, and uh, it looks wonderful. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I cannot cannot wait until, mm-hmm. for this one to come out. Phil, what did you think of it? Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Um uh, again, um, just having not seen a lot of the any, well, any of the Arrowverse or Flash or any of that sort of stuff, uh, I couldn't get context. But I, you didn't it, really need any. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, no, I enjoyed it. Good. I enjoyed it. Great. Yeah, it looks like they're going to do her character justice, which is nice. And there's going to be a lot of action, a lot of Justice League. Yeah, uh, puns. Yeah. I love puns. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Um, I guess that's it for Trailer Park. Um, we don't have a, a locked-in um, launch date for the Batwoman series, but I know it's going to be 
later this year, if not earlier next year. It's going to be at some time. Yes, some point in time. Yes. Um, yes. So, get excited. Specifically in the future as of recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. We'll take that. <laughs> time travel. <Yeah. laughs> um, great. That's Trailer Park then. Yay. Done. Done and dusted. All right. So, uh, that means we now have some time for a... Quickie review. Quickie review. Um, which, you know, may not be so quick, uh, but we'll see. Mm. We'll see what happens. Well, you've done quickie review for this a couple of times, haven't you? Uh, probably only the once because Fulia and I saw it, uh, together at the same time. And then, and Wayne hasn't seen it yet, but you know, um, because we've got a little note here. Oh, we do. We've got a little note here from Wayne. From Mr. Stellini. Mr. Stellini says, seriously, how many times are we going to talk about this overhyped monstrosity? Hashtag trolling Wayne. Trolling Kendall. Oh, trolling Kendall. Sorry. (laughs) And then I said, because we need Phil's opinion too. Hashtag whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, damn straight Wayne. Suck it. Um, (laughs) When 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 the Batman comes out, you can do multiple quickie reviews. Yeah. That'll that's the Kendall concession of May twenty nineteen for you. Yay. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so Phil, um, yes. you finally saw Avengers Endgame. Finally saw Avengers Endgame. I was sick and tired of spoiler dodging. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. Great. This was a really nice conclusion to. The yeah, ten ten odd years of yeah, eleven of, years now, eleven years of filmmaking. Yep, of universe building. Yep, it's incredible. Um, I uh, how spoilerific can we be? Not at all. Not at all. Then that's for the monthly. If oh, you okay. if you want to submit an answer for the uh, monthly, we will happily take that. Um, then what I will say is yeah, look, I I enjoyed it. There are a couple of bits and pieces that. Oh, look, it's hard because they didn't do it. Unlike other things where you might say, oh, they did that wrong, or I didn't like what they did there, or that was bad. None of any of the critiques I've got for it, they're not that. They're just, oh, I I would have done it differently. Yeah, so it's just come down to kind of personal opinion as opposed to they're wrong. Yeah, that's it. Um, One of the things that I can say that's not too spoilerific is that the... I would have liked to have seen a bit more with the other with other characters. Yeah. Yes, of course, it is a three-hour movie. Yes, it is. And they can't make it much more than three hours, and they need to give space for the story. Yes. Which was good. Yes. I just would have liked somehow to have seen a little bit more from for the other characters and stuff. And there are a lot of in my mind. I'm going okay. This is the final movie. Yeah. Sort of thing. So, and I'm it, at at the end. I actually said to Kendall, I "Go, oh, of course, there's uh, there's still un un um, answered questions. There are other series that are still going. Correct. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Yeah, Loki's getting a show. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier are getting a show. Scarlet Witch and Vision are getting a show. And then you and have Hawkeye, yeah, and, Hawkeye and then you have well. the continuance of like uh, Spider Man. Spider Man Far From Home uh, comes out soon. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Doctor Strange and Black Panther yeah, as yeah. well, so, and a Black Widow movie. That's it. So it's, it's still it's it's the end, but it's still going. Yeah, on. that's it. That's it. Um, can I when just on that? Um, 
when you say you wish you had other characters more time, you do kind of mean the the supporting characters as, as opposed to the the main Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, which is fair. But can yeah, I can I, I pose know. can I pose yeah. this to you? Yeah. The reason why the main roster of Avengers are getting the most time is because a a lot of them didn't get too much time in the previous film, mm-hmm. and b it's the end of this story oh, of their certainly. story. Uh, they were the team that started, you know, this this group. Yeah, it is the thing. end of the Avengers. So the end of the the, Avengers. the original Avengers. Yeah. So that's why they're getting yeah. the most time. And I, and I very much appreciate that. And again, this is why it's not a oh that was wrong or that was bad. No, they no, no. That, that's that just was, you felt. This yeah. is what you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. And, and to be honest, and and this will sound a bit daft, I <laughs> would have liked to have seen a four-hour movie <sighs> with an interval in the middle. I would like to see uh, a four-hour movie. Yeah. Don't really care yeah, about if, interval, yeah, if yeah. I have an interval. No, but. no, no. But I just mean in general, I think this could have easily... Oh, look, it, they easily could have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could um, have It could have gone on lo- a lot yeah. longer. That's that's all I can really say without spoilers. One thing I do want to say, and again, Kendall, you can, you can decide whether this would go into spoiler territory or not, whether we talk about it now or after we record. But... Yes, because I've seen I see the words you've written down on the run sheet here, and uh, that's exactly what I was going to bring up after yeah. we finished watching it. Um, I mean, it's not a huge spoiler. It's it's not in terms of the plot or story, but it's just a scene mm. in particular. So just to catch people up, I um I whispered something to Kendall. And she said, well, I'll, I'll talk I to have, you. Oh, uh, yeah, I have thoughts on I this. I have thoughts on this. And then after the movie, neither of us could remember what the hell it was. And I'm sitting there <laughs> going, what the fuck? So I've just written down in our notes, girl power. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, there's a um, slight spoilers only if you don't want to know at all. But if you, you know, like most people have already seen the movie, then um, I'm just going to say there is a scene um, in Avengers Endgame where all the female superheroes kind of rally around uh, Spider-Man and Captain Marvel um, for one kind of fight. And um, it's awesome. It looks great. Um, but, Phil, it's a little pandery. <laughs> Fair enough. And that's coming from a woman. I was going to say, it's from a very uh, staunch feminist woman. I am, yes. Who I did not expect you to say that. Didn't they, you? Yeah, no. yeah, but that's how you feel, isn't it? Well, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, for me, it's, it's yeah, it's that pandering in, in the sense of, oh, here we go. You know? It's kind of, it, yeah. It's that, it's that sort of... Um, oh, it, it to me it's that it's that almost I want to call it the reverse of what so once upon a time um, <laughs> we're um, going back people that's it well this is this sort of ties in a little bit to a thing my mother keeps talking about well <laughs> once upon a time Leslie <laughs> she she hates how modern feminism's gone because in her mind um, they went too far sure. because once upon a time. Uh, women were revered. Um, people would open doors for them. Uh, the, men paid for the meals. Uh, <laughs> all this sort of all. So she misses the good stuff, right? As it were. And what this sort of to me does, it sort of takes that opposite end of that sort of ideal in the sense of you going. <sighs> 
women don't need to be looked after. Women are not, you know, uh, as a whole, as a whole, in terms of the stereotypes I'm talking, you know, women aren't the, the frail, oh, you got to be careful, you got to look after them, gotta, don't say this, don't do that, don't... Be, in terms of that stereotype, therefore, you don't need to be sort of throwing them in going, oh, see how awesome and badass these women are? Because all you're doing is going, hey, 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 we don't think they're frail. We think they're cool. We, women women are awesome. Look at, women, them. Look look at, at them. the women. Look they're at cool. The, they're cool. And awesome. They're awesome. And again, I, I, I get it on one hand because I also un- I understand and appreciate that there still is not enough representation in movies of women, of anyone, Bar white men. (laughs) Agreed. 110% agreed. But to me, the powers would have done better to have done... Now that we've finished with the Avengers stuff, it's kind of difficult to do this. But instead of having a scene dedicated to the women, why didn't we have a you know black widow standalone movie why didn't we have a you know a, a scarlet witch movie which again i believe you say they might be doing that and that's cool why did we have to, why did you have to leave it for this one scene yeah. why wasn't where was it yeah and they, they, they're doing so well already with guns of the galaxy with with the, the um gamora gamora I was going to say menorah, and then I realised that's wrong. <laughs> that is very uh, wrong. They, they. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, but, you know, with Gamora and, and and her sister and, you know, these you have these strong women. And, again, I'm not saying, oh, you've got strong women, don't worry about it. But I'm just saying, that's cool. Keep going with that. Don't need Look, this little pandering little scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my two cents on it, basically, and I'll try and keep this short... But um, base- basically, I-, I do... Look, I love that moment. I really do. I need to stress that up top, mm. but I do. It's an awesome moment. It's badass. Um, it's so powerful to see these powerful women come together and take on, you know, this army and in-, in such a victorious way. It's so cool. Um, but it's really... The way it was shot mm. and-, and-, and the way they all just kind of happened to kind of be in the same place. It wasn't a matter of them, like, the, you didn't see the camera cutting away to different areas of the battleground and seeing them zoom, zone, sorry, zone in on this one spot. They were kind of already all there. Mm. Um, so it was just, it just kind of didn't seem nat- like a natural thing to occur. Also, um, Carol Danvers needs no assistance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because she's the most powerful woman in the galaxy in, in terms of the MCU. Um, as Captain Marvel, the movie established her. Feel you'll understand when you watch it. Yeah. Um, and obviously... part of the reason I was holding off for so long. But yeah. No. But, and then you've seen, you know, you you see her, how, how she is in, in, the, in Endgame, what she can do. Um, she doesn't need help. Mm. But, and it, so it's a nice sentiment. Uh, it's beautiful. It really is. And it's, and it is, it, it, it's just, it's just like, yeah, it's like you were saying, you know, um, one, cause one of the things that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been criticized for is its lack of diversity and equality in terms of representation of race and gender. Um, 
and sexuality and all mm. that stuff. It gets heavily criticized. Um, as groundbreaking as it is, it just kind of falls short in those kind of areas. Mm. Mm. Um, and the fact that we've gotten, in the space of probably 12 months, we've had a Black Widow movie finally announced, only after they've already sh- shot a Captain Marvel film, which has made them a billion dollars, which mm. is fantastic, and so it should because it was really good. And then now we get this, um, you know, we get this, you know, girl power scene that just seems very here. Look, yeah. we're being progressive finally, yeah, that's it. Where and was it's it just before? yeah, it just I don't know, just for them to be, shove it into this small space now instead of I don't know, and it, but it's no, I agree, I it's agree. it's I don't know, it's just very problematic for me, and I can't, I can't, like yeah, I can't ignore it. I'd also say. But I don't want to. I hate. I hate that I'm criticizing it because I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I really do. But I just. I just feel. Hey, if I that's feel the like the only part you can criticize, then that's. Well, I feel good. like they could have. I feel like they could have just. If it had. If it had been like say, a Koye, for example, who had. Who had the thing? I'm not going to say what the thing is because the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Who had. Who had the thing, and then you know. And, and then another character, you know, characters like, how are you going to be able to get through all of that? Um, and then if it had been Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, that had come down and said, say, don't worry, she's got help. And then the women swarm in. It's the fact that, like, you've got someone as powerful as Carol who doesn't need help. where And then you've got the women coming in saying, don't worry, she's got help. She really doesn't yeah, need your help yeah, because she's so it. powerful. So if you'd done it from... Let's start it with a smaller character who's yep. not as strong, but he, but is strong in an, in and of herself to then be backed up by these extra powerful yeah. women. I think and, that and would I, have yeah. lifted the moment a lot better. Exactly, exactly. But and anyway, but that's a very minor critique. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, that's it, that's it. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Um, yeah. Awesome. S- score out of five, Phil? I would give a solid five out of five, easy. Amazing! It's so good. I've seen it four times now. <laughs> and by the time we record again, I will have seen it five times. Yay! Yay! You know, they, they, they need all my money. Um, <laughs> cool. So that's it uh, for the quickie review then. That wasn't so quick because, of course, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, that's not what we're about, clearly. Um, which that means it's now the time you've all been waiting for. It is... Time for popcorn culture, in which we cannot be super loud because we're right next door to uh, paper-thin walls. <laughs> I don't think they're paper-thin walls, Phil, but thank you for the the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the full disclosure <laughs> of the recording environment. <laughs> this week's popcorn culture has been replaced by, <laughs> <laughs> replaced by a rhinoceros in heat. Yes. Now, whoever's doing anything has to find a rhinoceros in heat and put it in there. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Mr. Black. Mr. Black. <laughs> uh, okay, so last week we asked you guys, um, what was your favourite TV show intro and why? Um, um, ooh, Phil, what's your gut reaction? Um, I have two straight off the bat gut reactions. Lovely. Um, one is Firefly. Oh. Just because it's such a beautiful... I don't care, I'm still free, you can take it. the sky from such me. Such a beautiful song. Joss Whedon wrote that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my second, and probably more so my main answer, Animaniacs. Oh, Again, yeah. just amazing song. 
man. The fact that every week would have just a slightly different, or every episode would have a slightly different ending to that bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good reoccurring uh, gag. That's it. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. No, they're really good picks. Um, Nothing else to expand upon them? Um... Just, just again with Animaniacs, I just think we don't have these days people taking risks. No. I know Animaniacs is coming back, but it's coming back on a streaming service. Yes. Nobody takes risks anymore. I don't feel anyway. Not, not enough. Uh, maybe I'm being unfair because I mean you got Rick and Morty. That's a risk. It's a got. pretty big risk that paid off. But, but, but I know, they're, they're, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but they're risks in terms of adult shows. Nobody's. I mean, Animaniacs was for kids. Yeah, and you look at that, and there are some really heavy adult jokes in that. I mean, you know, yeah, no, we need prints. Here you go. No fingerprints. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. good. No um, good answers. I like the Solid. Done. Um, I'm just trying to think of any others. Uh, opening openings for TV shows that I liked. Mm. Um, Oh, Doctor Who. Yeah. Of course, Doctor Who classic. is always classic. Um, like, I'm trying to think of one that... Oh, you know what? Unpopular opinion. Mm. The American or slash Western mm-hmm. opening for Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, dragon. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, because so many people tell me, oh, no, you can't like that one. The, the, the original... Uh, a Japanese one, and then I watch it, and it's some cloud, weird cloud thing. And I'm sure when it translates, it's amazing. But <laughs> um, look, I've, I don't I remember. Just, I just like the heavy rock. The yeah, yeah it's great. It is good. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Metal. 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 Yeah. Yes. No. 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 Good call. Good call. Good call. Yeah, I'd say that's sort of it. Great. Fantastic. Postman Pat's Farm and Sam, anything from my childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Those are What's those? yours, Kendall? Oh, thank you for asking. I'll feel this one. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm tired. Uh, anyway, uh, so yes, I have quite a few that I, I love. And I kind of find that a lot of my favorite TV shows generally have opening credits that I just love. I'm glad you finished that. What? I'm glad you finished that. Finished what? I generally find most of the TV shows are like have opening credits. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm saying that's why I'm like, I'm glad you finished it. Funny yeah. you say that too, because a lot of shows these days, these days don't technically have opening credits anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, some of the shows I watch, they don't have them or they skip them or whatever it's it is. Weird. It is weird. I, I Skipping on Netflix is not the same as not having one. No. Well, that's true. Um, no, okay, for, so for me, uh, the obvious picks are Buffy and Charmed, uh, yep. my two favourite shows growing up. Uh, the Buffy theme um, by n- the band Nerf Herder yep. uh, is an excellent tune. Uh, and then, you know, Charmed's theme um, originally was uh, Love Spit Love's cover of um, The Smiths' How Soon Is Now which was first featured in the movie The Craft in 95 mm-hmm. or 96 around that time and yep. then yeah and then because it was that's a witchy film they decided to grab that song I guess um, but unfortunately um, 
unfortunately, due to copyright reasons, uh, if you watch Charmed on any streaming services or on on <laughs> updated DVDs, all of the uh, songs they didn't have permission to use are not in the show, and that includes the theme. Oh. And it's very upsetting. <laughs> Which I've been watching because I've been rewatching it on Stan, um, yeah. and yeah, it's just not the same <laughs> yeah. without the classic theme. And then just I love the way for Charmed and Buffy just. The, the music just really accompanies the images, you know. Um, even if you, you hear it, you see it, you're watching it on mute, you can still hear the music because you're watching the images that you've just seen repeatedly yeah. over and over again. Um, more modern stuff-ish. I mean, like, iZombie is one of my favourites because it's in the style of a comic strip. Oh, ah, yeah. Uh, super cool, super groovy. Um, and it explains the entire premise of the show in the credits, like the way it's done. It's really clever. True Blood was a good one as well. Um, it went for a couple of minutes. It was a full song um, called I Want to Do Bad Things With You. Um, really, really awesome. And it also sum, sums up the entire premise of the show in that, you know, it's set in the, the South in America uh, and um, there's, you know, religious people and... And, you know, <laughs> just I'm rednecks is the term. That's the word. I'm like, what's <laughs> yeah. the word? Rednecks. Yeah, so. Red, not Bergens. What's the American version of Bergens? Rednecks. Uh, and, yeah, and, like, you know, vampire stuff. So it's it's just really well put together. Um, yeah, I can't think of any others. Those are kind of my main ones that I really, really enjoy. So. Well, I have thought of just thought of another one, and to be honest, I'm really pissed off at myself for, for forgetting it. Forgetting it. Yeah. What is it? Terrible churches, gorgeous children, slimy students, vile Victorians, woeful walls, ferocious fights, dingy castles, daring knights, horrors that defy description, cutscene full of Egyptians, vicious Viking crew, crime, punishment from ancient times, rotten Roman rankers, ruthless cavemen, savage, fearsome, truthless, groovy Greeks, rainy sages, mean and measly middle ages, gory stories. We do that. And your host, a talking rat. The past is no longer a mystery. Welcome to Horrible Histories. Yes, Horrible Histories. I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah, I, I can't am... believe you did either. Ugh. But you didn't completely forget, so it's yes. all good. That's 100% accurate. <laughs> I love that. I've never watched the show, but I know that from listening to Fred Watch talk yeah. about it. Um, made me laugh quite a bit. All right, cool. So that's our answers. Those are our gut reactions. Now let's go into what you guys had to say, starting with some responses from Twitter. Um, we have one of my good friends, <coughs> Mr. Stephen Garstone. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve. Uh, he says, the iconic, somebody save me from some... Oh, I said that completely wrong. That's not a I know. Somebody stop me. No, it's somebody save. Me. Yeah, anyway, that's it. The Smallville theme. Yes, really set the tone. The tone for the show every time. I really need to read the whole thing before I make. Help. Yeah, it would help. But you know, I hope it was funny for you it guys was. listening. Great. Um, someone by the name of Aliki Butt um, <laughs> re- replied to Stephen's comment and said that's such a good song. To which Stephen then also said. Uh, uh, the original Batman TV show, simple and awesome. So I'm guessing he means 60s Batman. Yep. Um, classic. Oh, that or the um, animated. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the, 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 yeah, well, they 
Did they use the same theme, the Danny Elfman theme, for the animated series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, essentially, yeah. I think it's a slightly shortened down version. Sure. Yeah, I, re- um, I remember um, the um, o- the opening and how just moody it was. Yeah. Very, very same well done. Just shortened a bit. Yeah. Nice. Um, thanks, Steve. Thank you very much. Peter Sutton says, I love the introduction to the Twilight Zone created by Rod Sterling. Serling. Serling. So enigmatic and... Enigmatic. That's what I said. Nope. And covered <laughs> so many things from the supernatural and science fiction. Uh, the viewer was teased by the introduction and tantalized. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yep. You have entered the in Twilight Zone. Yeah. Really classic. Classic, classic choice. Thank you, Peter. Very awesome. Um, now we're going to move into some Instagram responses, starting with the wonderful Bethany Griffiths, also known as Stop Hacking Bethany, please. She said um, she responded to um, I I made the questions and I put a picture of a zombie in one of the questions and so she's posted on that uh, and said oh fuck yeah I zombie um, <laughs> if we're going classic uh, though I love the intro to Black Hole High and Charmed and Buffy uh, I had a Rose McGowan book cover when I was eleven oh that's cool I lo- nice. Paige was probably my favorite character Paige and Prue they were my two favorite characters. But that's very awesome. Black Hole High sounds familiar, and I can't remember what that is. I meant to look it up. Forgot. Uh, it's fine. But yes, Charm and Buffy, ace choices. Love it. Thanks, Beth. Andy Lee Art? <laughs> I think Andy Lee Art, yes. Yep, Andy Lee Art says she was working in a bridal shop in Flushing... Qu- oh. <laughs> Yep. She was working in, in the a bridal shop in Flushing Queens till the boyfriend kicked her out of one of those crushing scenes. scenes. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, watching a lot of The Nanny with The Kirsten. Nanny. Oh, it's such a good show. Yeah. That's a good call. I spent about 15 minutes last night, actually. I was just scrolling through Facebook and then mm-hmm. someone posted uh, a video that was a compilation of all of Niles' CC burns. Nice. Like all the best ones. It was like 15 minutes long and I was in hysterics. Um yeah, the nanny intro is so good. Yes. Um, because, like, you know, I'm from memory, I think the pilot, you know, does kind of go into what happened um, yeah, to her and how it, she ends up there, ends up at the Sheffields. But, like, the, the intro does it so well for, like, yeah. the casual viewer to yeah. come in and be like, This is oh, all you need to know. This is it. Okay. And then now here we are and we can yep. just get on with the show. Yep. Um, and the animation was so cool, very '90s, very mm. and very suited to the show and the song and everything. Like it's just, yeah, the flashy girl from Flushing, the nanny name friend, yeah, awesome choice. Thank you very much, Andy Lee Art. Um, okay, Facebook responses now. Um, starting with one of our cohorts, Wayne Stellini. Hello, Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Um, and this looks like he's actually not trolling me for once. Because <laughs> I think maybe he got the troll out with the uh, the comments earlier yes. about Endgame. So uh, thanks for that, Wayne. Um, <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Good segue. I remember hating the nanny's animating opening titles when I saw it for the first time. But it made sense in the context of the show and who Fran Fine was as a character that I was quickly converted 
converted. It is now one of my favorites. Excellent. I also like Mad Men's sequence. It looks classy and is quite poignant in relation to the overall narrative. The Brady Bunch is a true hmm. classic, of course. And The Golden Girls has a great opening number. It would make a stunning karaoke song. Also, I randomly stumbled across The Good Fight, whose title sequence is, of all things, literally exploding. Um... <laughs> uh, I don't watch the show, but credit where credit is due. It looks pretty cool. And let's not forget The Simpsons. Yes. Unbelievable. Oh, of course. Thinking of things exploding, A-Team was always pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. The, um... Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's been a long and time. And exploding everywhere. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yes, that's good. Uh, yeah, Wayne, I think when I was a kid, I, I didn't appreciate fully the nanny's opening credits, but, you know, it's just like, you know, growing growing older, you get wiser and you learn to love things that you never used to, you know. Mm. I used to hate I used to hate Led Zeppelin and now I love them. So <laughs> that's just what happens. And, yeah, of course, the Brady Bunch has got to be one of the most iconic opening, you know, credits of any show ever. Um, so very nice to see that pop up as well. Thank you very much, Wayne. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. And of course, The Simpsons is excellent too. Oh, of course. Let's not forget. Okay. Fulia Cantamachi. Fulia! Fulia, Fulia, Fulia. Fulia says, I have a couple of favourites and they're both from sci-fi shows. Something. Number one, Warehouse 13. The opening to this series displays many different historical artefacts, some real, some fake. And I love the steampunk vibe of it. The show is basically about a place where special artifacts are stored at a government facility and they all have unique powers or uses uses, and they are collected by special agents. The intro gives you a peek into the mysteriousness that is Warehouse 13. That's excellent. I would love to know... and. I should ask Fulia this when I see her next. If um, they ever do any references to like Indiana Jones, yeah, because like you know, it belongs to museum. Well, yeah, and like just the the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah, where you see the Ark of the Covenant, you know, packed up and taken away in this massive warehouse, yeah, uh, which gets referenced in Kingdom of Crystal Skull, which is awesome. Um, yes, that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> what else does Fulia have to say? This, number two, Eureka. Another wonderful little intro to a great show. It's very simple, and yet it shows the audience what the show is all about. The series takes place in a town called Eureka, where very intelligent people live. They all invent things to make their lives better, but of course things go wrong, and they need a sheriff to look after the place. A funny sci-fi that I absolutely love and highly recommend. Wonderful. Wonderful. I've heard good things about Eureka, mostly from Fulia as yeah, well. Yeah, um, yeah, very good choice. I like that they're like two very out of the blue, like you know, kind yeah, of ones true. that aren't really known for being iconic. But the fact that you know they're two of Fulia's favorite shows, and mm. she loves them, and she's now giving them some love by telling us all about them. So yeah, well, I'm gonna where, have to, I'm gonna have to look them up and watch them. The Warehouse Thirteen, the description she gave, I don't know why. But it reminded me of yet another one. Art Attack. 
This is an art attack. This is an art attack. This, this is, is art, art attack. attack. And how it would just go through sort of the, this is an art attack. And each time you and say it, that, it was pre- something from pre- the show. Yeah, preview something for the episode. That's it. That's I, it. I, yeah, I adored that show as a kid. So good. So much fun. Um, yeah, that's a, that is a good intro. This is a heart attack. This <laughs> is a heart attack. This is heart attack. <laughs> so. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Uh, next up, we have the lovely Christina Rogos. Um, and she says, Dexter. Also, I used it as a ringtone, which would freak people out. Yes. Nice. Dexter is a really awesome um, opening credits and it suits the show so well. Absolutely adore it. Good, good pick, Christina. Thank you. Kirsten Shanahan. Kirsten! Hi, Kirsten. Uh, Kirsten says, I love the nanny. Uh, really nice way to give an overview, overview of the original origin of the series. I'm sorry, my eyes are blurring. That's okay. Um, I also love RuPaul's Drag Race. Awesome music, flashy visuals. Girl! <laughs> nice. Girl. I think that's how she wanted that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, girl! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a telephone it ringing. Does, it does. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I like that. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race definitely has that flashy sort of. Okay. Uh, have you seen it before? Nope. Uh, it's got a really fun song to it. Yep. Um, and yeah, just nice flashy sort of. Suits the show. Yeah, suits the show. Sets it up. That's it. Lovely. I need to watch that show, and I've been saying that for many moons, and I, you know, just Start go. With season just six. Goes in a really. Why do you start with season six? I mean, I know it's not a, a, a scripted TV show, but why do you start with season six? Because season six is amazing. <sighs> All right, then. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, look, it, it, yeah, you can start at one and go through, but... Uh, it really season, gets in its prime at yeah, about season, season six. Yeah, season six is actually probably where it peaked, to be perfectly frank. Ooh. So a lot of people say that is the pinnacle of it. Of RuPaul's. And they've been trying to recreate that magic ever since. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's probably why they started doing the All-Stars series, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, maybe. probably. Yeah. Bring back the favourites. Yeah. Excellent. All right. That looks like that's it. Yes. That's everybody's answers. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed all of those answers. And yeah. it was nice to see the nanny get so much love. Yes. I was not expecting that. Um, but so happy. So happy with it. Um, Thunderbirds. That's another good one. Yeah. Phil, you just keep naming different I shows. I like, I like TV shows. I like well, their intros. Do. I don't like the shows. I like their intros. Yeah. Sailor Moon. Oh, Sailor. I'm surprised Fully didn't say yeah. Sailor Moon, actually. <laughs> Fighting evil by moonlight. D- Dune light. Yeah. Yep. Good job. <laughs> so. Next <laughs> week's question. Next week's question. What is your favorite film or TV series directed by an actor? Yes. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. Yes, might be a tough one, but I'm hoping we might get some good answers out of this because there are a lot of actors who have um, either changed changed uh, jobs or, you know, taken up also directing mm. on top of their acting. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. We yeah. would love to hear your thoughts. Hashtag tell Fred so we can find your answers. Yes. Excellent. What's up with Fred? What's up with Fred? Will. Um, well, well, uh, yes, let's see. Uh, about to film Collectible Chaos, uh, which is going to be Avengers Endgame related. Uh, that'll be out 
next week. Uh, also out next week will be a brand spanking new episode of The Monthly um, with the wonderful Fulia and myself. That'll also be Avengers Endgame related. We are talking spoilers. Uh, we're doing a spoiler cast and discussion uh, reviews and thoughts and feelings on the movie. And so uh, please send us in your your uh, what your little reviews, your little thoughts, um, so we can have a big old discussion about that. Um, yes. Uh, what else is there from from Fred? Um, There's in a company game. Incumbent Gamers is still happening. Yes. So catch that on Tuesdays and Fridays. Yes. Tuesdays with uh, Darth Puddin and Sharpie. Yep. yep. And Fridays with Foolish Fuji. Yep. Um, as she tries to complete Portal 2. Yes. Which is glory. So close, but so, so, close, but so far. Yeah. She'll get there. It's going to be great. Um, there was also a new Fred Watch podcast that went up last week. Yep. Featuring Phil and Wayne yep. and special guest Bethany Hunting. Yes, my sister. Your sister. Uh, what movie As was it? We looked at Shaun, Shaun of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Yes. It was awesome. Really good episode. You guys really, you know, spoilers, seem to enjoy the movie. Yeah. You've got red on you, though. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what else? I mean, there's, you know, obviously we- weekly written reviews apart from the podcast. Yep. Fully has done a bunch All of on good website. ones recently. Check them out on the website. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I that think might be that might be it. Yep. <gasps> that was a broadcast call, Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For future podcasts from Fred Alien, follow us on our SoundCloud or on iTunes. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, www.fredthealienproductions.com, for the links to our red bubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our own unique Fred Alien designs by our talented team. Unibum, incompetent gamers are featuring our live stage shows such as Whatever Happened to Jeremy Baxter. And more! That was a Fred plug. I've been a Fred London. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And, and you, you just, just experienced a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Episode 67. 67. That was a good one. Remember to eat beef. Yes. All of the beef. Everything you want. Oh, Phil. It's late. It is late. We're going to go. It's Thanks. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Done. Yes. Yeah. Done. 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 Thanks for listening, guys. And scene. The part of a rhinoceros and heat was portrayed by a donkey brain, then fart. Thank you.